eyes a lot of difference. You get it? And you remember me telling you that in school, sometimes we all know how you can get 50. But it is the little bit more that will bring exceptional students. So some people will do a little bit more, you know, and others will do more and they will get 70. The difference between 70 and 60 is not much. And actually, the difference between 60 and 52 is not much. The difference between 50 and 42, sometimes it's not that much. Just a little, sometimes it could be one extra hour that the person said, I will read through my work. You get it? Because sometimes if you read through the work, you see that you yourself, ah, did I write this? But some people just read and submit. So it's the little, 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 little changes that makes a lot of difference. Amen. I know that, you know, I'm not a science student that much, but the science students and the doctors among us, Dr. Sami and his wife and the drug dealers. <laughs> you know, sometimes you are surprised somebody is sick. It's like the person has not been able to go to work for weeks. Then you go to hospital, then they give you a little drug. So, ah, so is this the solution to my problem? Yes. That little drug. See that the person suddenly begins to be feel well. The person is less even sweating and suddenly the person is well. See that my, 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 my medicine is, yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes you sweat. That little, 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 little things is what we are talking about. You get it? So that little compassion that you show to somebody, you get it? That little love that you show to somebody, you get it? It's what is going to cause a lot of change. You know, you, you, you'll be surprised. Everybody had taken off Zacchaeus. Everybody. But Jesus just turning a little and looking at him a little and telling him that today I'm going to be in your house. Transform his whole household just a little. You get it? But we don't see that those little, little, little changes makes a lot of... You get it? <laughs> so that's what we are talking about today. Our time is fast spent. So I want us to look at why you must do a little bit more. Why? 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 Should you do a little bit more? I'll give us about three reasons, then we are out of here. The first one that I want to say is that because God has endowed you with more than you are using. You get it? What I want to talk about is that God has, why must you do a little bit more? Because God has endowed you with more than you are using. Do you understand? Some of us think that this is the only thing that God can use me to do. It is not true. God has actually, and you know, sometimes the thing that you are doing is not even what God really wants you to do. You get it? You might be, you might be doing something for him. Or even in your life. This, you know, sometimes when you come in, you are, I'm using the church as an example. You must extend it to other areas of your life as well. But, you know, because... Examples, I might not be able to give, oh, in your this, in your that, in your that, in your that. You know, one, it sort of captures. So as I'm talking about this, you can also use it to capture other areas. Amen. God has endowed you with more than you are using. I want to use two people, Stephen and Philip. Stephen and Philip. You know, the apostles gave them a task that this is what we are supposed to do. And actually, the task that the apostles gave to them you see that the apostles saw themselves to be the people that are supposed to do the work of, for God, for ministry. So in Acts chapter 6, 
when they started to be quarreling in the church, there started to be issues with the serving of food. You know, food serving and issues with food did not start in our church. You get it. So don't be surprised when people say that, oh, the food you gave me, there was no much, the salt was too small, or you did not give me much meat. Or, and they say, it's a message. <laughs> so if you give somebody a food, and you know, people can easily get angry and actually leave a church. Yes, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> you know, people can, people can, yeah. But food too is important anyway. <laughs> Amen. So, there started to be issues about food in the church. And the apostles were like, please, when Jesus was living, he did not say that you shall receive power and you shall acquire all over food. No. He said you shall receive power and you shall make disciples. So, this food issue that suddenly is like it has taken over the church, that is not what we are supposed to do. So, the apostles said, Acts chapter 6, 5 to 6, if you can. So, the apostles said, let's get some people who were. So he said, and the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip. So these are the people, the team that forms, you know, we give them a nice name as Dickens, but actually it was just in charge of food. That is the dog. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicolak a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Amen. So these are the seven people that the apostles set for food. You get it? That was their duty. So it's like maybe you're in church, and like maybe, oh, heaven has called you that, oh, you see, I have given you the mandate. You are the usher of the church. So it's like the same thing that the apostles did. And actually, what followed? You can... If you can go to verse 7. That's not, can you go to 8? Okay, let it. But after this, the apostles made a statement. The apostles said that, but we, we will give, <laughs> they said, they will give themselves to, to prayer and to the word, but others should give themselves to food and, <laughs> but you see, that was not all that Stephen and Philip could do. It's not all that they could do was, oh, you can get jollof. Do you want some rice? Do you want some chicken? Do you want some, uh, some sausage? Do you want some beggar? That was not all that God mandated Stephen and Philip to do. And it's the same message I'm telling that what you are doing, is, it is not all that God says you should do. There's actually more, more that you can do. Amen. And so if you come to Acts chapter 7, it's a long scripture, so I'll not read then you come to Acts chapter 7. Then the person that was mandated to share food, Stephen, the person that was mandated to share food was preaching to the whole congregation. He was, he was just doing a little bit more. So just sharing food. said, okay, let me add something more. So this man that was supposed to share food, Peter was there, John was there, all the disciples were there. Philip was the one standing in the congregation preaching. And actually, it's one of the long preaching that you can find in the Bible. Sister verses. It's not easy. And he was giving the Israelites like God did this. When God came, you sent and he did that. When you get home, we can read Acts chapter 7. It's a very long scripture. Amen. And 
You see that the person that the people said is just cheerful though. If you read Acts chapter 6 verse 10. Acts chapter 6 verse 10. I'm still talking about 7. Then I'll come to Philip. Even if you just do that and we finish, it's better. He said, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. Stephen, sharing food. Just because he wanted to do a little bit more. The people could not resist the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. So you see, actually, you might think, ah, but this guy, we told him to share food. But the wisdom that was in him, it was even more than some people that we thought should have wisdom. You, you get what I'm saying? So, God has endowed you with so much more. If you read Acts chapter 7, verse 57. Acts chapter 7, verse 67. I'm still talking about Philip. Uh, sorry, Stephen. Acts chapter 7, verse 57. 57. See, he preached to them so much that then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him. I don't know if those that are even preachers when they preach, they are able to preach so much that it, it enters into the soul and the spirit of people that they close their ears. But he was told to share food. So you see that if, I don't think, if uh, Stephen could do more with even the little that was given him, you and I too can do more. Amen. So you see, you are singing, but there's more that you can do apart from singing. You get it. You get it. Yeah. You don't you actually don't do much, but there's more that you can do. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Amen. Now let's look at Philip. You remember they were seven, but two of them came out. Philip. Philip. Hmm. Philip's own started the next chapter. From Acts chapter eight. From verse 5. Acts chapter 8 from verse 5. Said, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Can you be quick a little? And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Verse 7. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of the many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. It's, you can end here. Philip, too, was one of the food sharers. You get it? But God, when he decided to do a little bit more, you know, sometimes you, don't, you actually don't know what will happen when you do the more. But the manifestation will make it clear. You know, sometimes I, I believe that some of them wonder this is it me that these things is happening through me? Haven't you done something that even. You are talking to somebody and you know that it is by the grace of God and God using you that somebody has become very, very motivated to serve God, very, very committed. And you, you see the person, you yourself, you are surprised that, ah, so me, God has been able to, yes, you, God has used you. And God can actually use you more. You get it? And you see, if you read the whole of Acts chapter 8, I want to give you an assignment. Don't go home. Acts chapter 7, Acts chapter 8, the two people you are talking about. See the Acts chapter 8. It is not just the, the city that he preached to. After he preached to the city, there was one man in the city called Simon who had this, he was into sorcery and all that. Philip was able to pray for him, convert him. When they saw that Philip had converted this man, then more people joined the force. 
Then it was even after Philip had preached to them, converted them, then Peter came to pray for them to have the Holy Spirit. You see, the one that we thought should come and pray for them, preach to them, do the thing. He was in Jerusalem chilling. And somebody came, Philip, who was supposed to share food, came preach to the people of Samaria. They gave their life to Christ. Then Peter, you see, the Bible says when they heard that the people of Samaria to have received Christ, he came to pray for them. But the one that was supposed to share food. Then after that, the Spirit of God took him to another place. If you read further, see that he met this man. He was an Enoch from Ethiopia. Let me say somebody's an Enoch. Somebody who is uh, who has dedicated himself. It's like he's not married. Let me put it that way. Or, okay, let me end there. <laughs> so he was an Enoch from Ethiopia and he was like the finance minister of the queen there. And Philip preached to that man. And actually, there are some Bible historians that say that it's because of this man that the Bible Christianity started in Africa. Because the man was from Ethiopia. And he was reading the book of Isaiah. And he said, do you understand what you are reading? He said, no, I don't understand. Then Philip started to preach to him. You get to him. And after that, because you know, and one thing about this is that when God sees that you are availing yourself, he will use you the more. You get it? Because he wants people to use he wants people to do, it's like there are a lot of people around, but it's like, you remember, you know, the last time I was talking to someone, that person, ah, but if there is God, why doesn't he force people, or why doesn't he make everybody believe? Even so, if there is God, why is there so much evil in the world? And I was telling the person that you see, one thing that God has done for every one of us is that he has given us something we call choice. You get it? He has given all of us choice. So, actually, the Holy Spirit, you know, that's why we say the Holy Spirit is a very gentle spirit. It is only the enemy that, whether you like it or not, he wants to pounce over you and f- possess you, whether you like it or not. But the Holy Spirit comes in with consent. You, you understand? So even with the, the message that's being preached, you accept it with consent. You are the one that makes it that it is going to work or it's not going to work. You are the prophet and the king of your life. Like the message is being preached today, you can say that me, this message, I'm not receiving it. And I will not receive it. It will not enter me and true to it or not. You, you, you get how it works. So in the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse 17, I think, you know, Jesus was telling them that, you see, people's hearts have become dull. And they, they are not able to read. Uh, the, and they've decided that their ears too will not hear. And their eyes too will not see. It's not that it's not there. I don't know if uh, uh, Joel can help. Matthew chapter 13, verse, I think, 17. Can you start from 15? <laughs> For the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Least they should understand with their hearts and turn. So I should heal them. You see, Jesus wanted to heal. But he was saying that the people that I'm dealing with, their hearts are dull. Have you seen a dull, you know there are some oil that can be dull, palm oil. Have you seen a dull palm oil before? It needs to be heated. Or you don't know dull palm oil? Yes. Yeah, coconut oil. Yeah, Share butter. Okay, a lot of them. There are some of them, they are too dull that they have become hardened. Hey, it's not easy. So you see, the message that comes or what God wants you to do 
He only flows with people that want to, him to flow through. You get it? So that's why Philip, when Philip started, he said, that I'm moving from ministry of food to other ministry. He said, okay, I'll, I'll use you. He used him in Samaria. He used him to heal the, uh, Simon the sorcerer. Then after that, he used him to heal. He used him to minister to the Enoch from Ethiopia. Then after that, the Bible says that it is only Philip that in the Bible we read that he was, it's like he was here. Then he got missing there. He went here. Only Philip. Apart, yes, other Elijah too, obviously he went to him, but Philip virtually, because God needed him on assignment. He's like, he's become a very, very special person for God. Yeah, he did not work. He did not work. I've forgotten the exact words, but he moved from, he moved from with the Enoch. After he baptized him, then he moved to Azotus. If you read the book of Acts chapter 8, you see there. Then he preached in Caesarea. The person that was serving food. What is the difference? The difference is trying to do a little bit more. You get it? But remember, there were seven people. We had Prochorus, we had Nikamo, <laughs> we had uh, all the names. Remember the names that were uh-huh. We had Prochorus, we had Nikano, we had Timo, we had Parmenas. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't hear any of them. You see? So it's like the way we are sitting here. If you don't avail ourselves, we also become prokoros. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. The next one is that the reason why you have to do a little bit more is that it is in it lies your refinement. It's in it lies your refinement. When you say something is refined, you understand? So it's like something is molded, something is changed. You know, some people think that, oh, when I do something for God or when I work in the house of God and when I do something, you see, it's like, oh, I am doing it for him. Actually, what you should be saying is that God is doing something in me. You get it? Because what you are doing for him, it is not (laughs) you that you are doing something. It is he that is changing something in you. You get it? Philemon chapter 1. Actually, Philemon has only one chapter. So Philemon 10 and 13. Philemon 10 and 13. Philemon chapter 1, verse 10 and 13. It's one of the very, very silent books in the Bible. So Philemon was a master. He had a servant called Onesimus. And Onesimus ran away from his master and went away and as he was going about he ended up in prison and he met and Paul too was in prison and Paul ministered to him, changed him and he became useful to him so this is what, so Paul wrote to Philemon saying that you I ministered to you, I preached to you, became born again through me I am bringing by your servant to you take him, that was basically the whole book of Philemon, just a chapter So this is what he's saying. Whom I wish to keep. So he's talking about Onesimus. Whom I wish to keep with me that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. That your good deed might not be by compulsion as it were. But, no, I said 10 to 13. Yes, thank you. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus whom I have begotten while in my chains. 
who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I, I am sending him back. You therefore receive him that that is my own heart. Whom I wish to keep, so that's where I am. So you see, the, the, what Paul was trying to say is that initially, you found out that this guy that was with you was not that profitable. But when he availed himself and decided to do a little, now he has become very profitable. And in fact, I even want to keep him. But because you also need him, I want you to bring him. That is what happens to you and I. All of us are profitable. But your profitability will be made known in your works. You get this? If you're a doctor, you are in a hospital, you have all the titles on your door, you've written uh, uh, Michael Angels, uh, uh, PhD, MSc, whatever, whatever titles on your door. Long titles. You know, some people's titles like a uh, paragraph. And you are not doing anything in the hospital. You are not useful. You get it? If you have everything, you know some of us say that, oh, some people say that, oh, I know the word so much, even when I belt, it's just John chapter 3, verse 16 is coming. You see, and you are not doing anything with it. It is not profitable. But it is in your working that you are refined. Amen. And I'll talk about the last one, then we close. If you can open to Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. 2 Timothy chapter 1, 16 to 18. Today we are hearing names. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very, zeal- very zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. How many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. How many ways? How many ways are you ministering to the Lord? How many? Our time is up. So I want to say how many ways? You know, if your way is just one. You know, he said that Onesiphorus was ministering to Paul in several different ways. You get it? And if, like, let's say I am doing this and I want to add something to it, I just need to do something small in addition to it. You get it? So today you must leave that from today. I'm going to minister to the Lord in several different ways. Several. You'll be like, oh, you can, we can even start calling you Onesiphorus. Can minister to the Lord in several different ways. And the last one is that because it is the expectation of the master, that I do a little bit more. I would have wanted to read Luke chapter 19, 12 to 26. When the master, Luke chapter 19, 12 to 26, when the master was leaving, he gave talents to 10 people and he told them that, occupy it till I come. Occupy it till I come. Occupy it till I come. How do you occupy? You occupy by doing small. And one of them, when, they, when the master came back, if you read that verse, when the master came back, this guy will come and say, oh, you gave me 10, I've done this with it. This guy came. And this person came and said, what you gave me is what I am bringing. And the master told him that, you see, you know that I am a wicked man. And I saw, and I weep where I have no soul. Why didn't you even put this at the bank? So that there will be a little, in, so you see, so he said, so, so that there will be a little interest on it. 
So I'm asking you, the talent that God has given you, is it at the bank that is genuine interest? Or you've put it in that box, you know that box that you put money in when you're saving in your house? It's like you've put, that one there's no interest to. <laughs> what is it called? Piggy bank. No, no, no. Piggy bank. What box? Piggy bank. Okay. Depending on where you come from, you have a different name for it. <laughs> but you see, God, you see, God will ask for interest from what He has given you. For you and I. It is, you see, that's what I'm saying. I started with Stephen and Philip. All of us, in one way or the other, are like Stephen and Philip. We have not learned to try to do something a little more. That's why we think that all that we, haven't you done something that at a point you you are surprised at yourself before? But when you were doing it before, didn't you feel uh, it's like you are afraid? It's like, this thing will even excel, will it even? Then suddenly it's like, what you did, let's say in a class, it's like that is the one that is, uh, everybody was surprised. At. And to you, it's like, that is the same thing with those little, little things that God has given us. And I can bet you that the interest that God expects, He will ask. And at that day, He will ask you and I that, so you see, this one talent that I gave you. You did not do anything with it. You did not even put it at the bank. Not backless or, or any of those banks. But you have to use it. And how you can use it is that do a little bit more. You don't have to push yourself. You know, if you do, if you push yourself personally, it is effective than somebody pushing you. Because sometimes you tell somebody, that, oh, do this, do that, do that. The person will be looking at you, nothing, nothing. After you, it's like the, you were just speaking to a different language. So I think you're speaking Arabic to the person. But if you decide to motivate yourself and do a little bit more, I believe that what pushed Stephen and Philip was that they saw what their disciples, the apostles were doing, and they said, we too can do a little bit more. It is the same Holy Spirit that is at work in us. We cannot push, we cannot push, we cannot push. And you'll be surprised. Because actually, the work and the change that happens is not the effort you put in. But God needs the effort to make a change. I don't know where you get it. God is the one that causes the change. That's why we said, oh, I met this person and my life was changed. It is not anybody that changed your life. It is the spirit and the God that the person saved. And you may be sitting under the feet of the person that God had was able to use the person to change you. God is always looking for vessels. You know, just as no spirit can come, like I'm standing here, then the spirit comes and starts talking. No, God used people. That's why he needs vessels. Just as the enemy needs vessels. Yeah, God, you also need vessels. Can't you do that? Sometimes, the way you acted and the way you talked to somebody and the way you fought with somebody, you could see that the se- Satan literally was in you manifesting. <laughs> because you were surprised at the words you were using. At the person. The same way that you allowed Satan to use the other time. Allow God to use you now so that you can do a little bit more for him. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. We bless you for this. We pray that you give us the grace to do a little bit more for you. We know that there are a lot of distractions along our way. But we pray that you build us up and give us grace. In Jesus' name, amen.